Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, uh, yesterday I started with the mailbag, and uh, I got into just two or three of them, and they consumed the entire show. I had quite a few more that I wanted to touch on, so I'm going to go ahead and continue the mailbag show today. Uh, if you want to go back and get those, there were some really good ones yesterday, so you can look those up on our podcast and listen to the whole show. Um, today, I'm going to follow forward. Now, yesterday, I did a lot of internal pontificating on the actual uh, questions and or, or situations that were presented to me in the emails. Today, I'm going to try and do that also. So you understand that I'm not here to criticize the individuals that sent me the emails. In fact, I won't even use their names because I haven't gotten permission. Although the ones today, I think I have told a couple of people to listen because I am going to answer some questions for them uh, that have already been answered, by the way, either by myself or my staff. Um, so I'm just I just told them if they wanted to listen to the discussion, they could you know tune in today. But the reality is, is that it's more of a factor that any person who asks a question has peripheral baggage that goes with the question. And as I said yesterday, I have to decipher the peripheral baggage before I can answer the question. Too many people are looking for a yes, no answer. And many times they're looking for the answer they want to hear, even though you tell them the answer and it's not what they want to hear. Then they go to somebody else to see if they can get a different answer. Uh, that's the challenge with doing this, to try to help people, is that you want to hear what you want to hear. You want to believe what you want to believe. And sometimes the facts are painful. In fact, um, one of my advertisements, uh, Lynn Murrow is 
espousing the fact that you can ask Dell anything. You can talk to Dell about stuff you can't talk to your family about. You can't talk to your parents, your kids, your attorney, your preacher. Um, because there's so many things you don't want to expose behind the discussion. And with me, I really don't care. I mean, if someone has a closet filled with whatever, I've got multiple closets. So you can't really shock me. And I really uh, don't, and I don't live in a position to want to judge other people. However, I do massively judge decisions, not people, but decisions. I judge logic to get to use to get to a position, right? And um, they got me watching some TV show right now. It just blows my mind. It's called Dead to You, or Dead to Me, I'm sorry. And if any of you ever watched this series, it's two women that each killed each other's husbands. And both of their lives are a complete mess. But as you go through the series and, and you watch this, you see them make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And every time they just forget that they're the ones making all these bad decisions and it's taking them down this road. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting is they brought up a point in the show, a, a statement I thought was really good. The lady, the cop asked the lady that had killed one of the husbands, do you know how people drowned? And the lady goes, what? No, no. She says, they get in water over the head because they think that they can swim. And then a tidal wave comes along or a rip current comes along and takes them under. Well, that's the same thing that's true in business. People get into things they think they understand, and yet they don't. And in life, we get into lots of things that we don't understand, and yet we get into them. And then all of a sudden, the tidal wave comes and wipes us all out. I'm watching another series at the same time called Ozark, where a bunch of criminals tried to hide out in the Ozarks and, and do business there. And the guy keeps saying, look, everything that occurs in life occurs because of choices. This guy's dead because of the choice he made. This guy's dead because of the choice he made. This guy's dead because of the choice he made. And we're still alive because of the choices we made. Everything in life is a choice. So, you know, I watch stuff like that and I go, wow, that really enforces my belief system about the way the world really works. It really does work that there are thousands and thousands of choices you make every day, week, month, year of your life, and they all lead to something. And I also believe that when you make a choice that throws you into something, you're not in control. You know, and a lot of self-help people say, you've got to take that risk and go out of control. And I just don't believe that. I believe if you're going to go into something you don't understand, you better have somebody in front of you that does understand it. And then with him with a rope around your waist and a life preserver on, tip your toe into the water and go, ooh, and wade into the situation. Don't dive into the situation and be in water over your head where the riptide can take you down. I just don't believe life demands that much risk to get ahead. I'm financially successful, and I wasn't willing to take those kinds of risks. I know lots of other people that are some of the most conservative people in the world that won't take massive risks that are financially successful. Now, don't get me wrong, there are people that are risk takers that are successful too. Because I mean, if you get lucky, 
You know, if you throw enough mud on the wall, something sticks and you get lucky, then boom, you're there. But how many countless thousands of others have thrown the mud on the wall to find out they lost their life savings? Doing something that's risky, right? So as we go into this, as we head into this today, I want you to keep those things in mind that I'm, I'm in search of ideas, theories, statements, actions that are ineffective. I almost use the word wrong, but wrong is a subjective word. It's an ego-based word that has you thinking, I'm right and you're wrong. And I don't claim to be right and them wrong. I claim that what they did was ineffective. It didn't get them where they wanted to be, right? And because it didn't get them what they, where they wanted to be, it was an ineffective action. Well, it was uh, the right action at the moment. No. If the end result is it's bad, it wasn't the right action at the moment. The end result dictates whether or not the action was the right action, not the action in the moment. The action in the moment is self-satiating human instantaneous gratification. It has nothing to do with long-term success. Man, I'll tell you what, last night I went out and I gobbled down. I was hungry. I had worked hard all day, worked out long Wife got home and said, let's go out to eat. Man, I went out and I got brisket, barbecue stuffed jalapeno sausage, (laughs) chicken, barbecue chicken. God, street corn. Doesn't it just melt in your mouth? French fries. It was incredible. And I woke up today and my blood sugar was 30 points higher than it normally is. At that moment, it was the right thing to do. At that moment, I... Guaranteed myself I'm not going to live forever. And that, you know, one good meal here or there isn't going to kill me, that my overall bad health will kill me. That there's no rationalization that one day of staying completely lean would make a difference. Very good rationalizations. I can rationalize why guys run. Why do you run two or three hours a day and still die of a heart attack? Did it really do you any good? But the real question is, what about the wasted two or three hours a day for 20 years of your life? There's the real question. What could you have done with those hours? Now you start pontificating, you start rationalizing, and you start saying, well, it was for my well-being, it was for my psychology, it was for my... I get it. We all do it. I run through those same kinds of questions myself on my physical fitness. But the bottom line is, is that... Each day we make a thousand different choices. And our life is the result of those choices. I've said this many times for 30 years. You are what you do and you have what you've done. So who are you? Well, I'm a dad. Are you a good dad or a bad dad? Ask your kids. If you're a good dad, you've done some things that make you a good dad. If you're a bad dad, you've done some things that are a bad dad. I'm a fireman. I'm an astronaut. What am I? I'll tell you by what you do. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
Del Wamsley talks about buying your way back from corporate America through real estate. A massive change in my life. My personal residence I lived in was a one-bedroom condo, cost 425 bucks a month. This covered it. My automobile car payment was only 300 and some dollars a month. This covered it. I was buying my way back from corporate America. I could feel it. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your way back from corporate America. Get in control. Get into our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. And now a word on retirement from Del Wamsley. The average person thought they'd retire at 59 and a half, 60, then they said 64, then it was 65, then it was 66, then all of a sudden they jump right to 70, 70 is the new 59, 70 is the new 64, then it was, you know, hey, most people are going to work all the way into their 80s. Do you really want to work in your 80s? Or would you like to retire in five years or less? Find out how on Lifestyles Unlimited live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Here's Lifestyles Unlimited founder and CEO, self-made multimillionaire and national radio host, Del Wamsley, on the effective way to run a business. There are people that run their businesses on a shoestring. If you own an apartment complex and you have no cash, that's not a very effective way to run a business. My businesses, each and every one of them, have cash savings. In other words, we can make no money or make very little money and we'd still survive. For those of you that haven't thought it through that far and you don't have any cash savings, let's get you in here and get you educated on how to save what you already own. The mom and pop businesses are going to take a major hit. If you've been running your business that way, you need to get into Lifestyles right now and learn how to operate your business the right way. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm doing mailbag questions here, and uh, we'll start with one here from, uh, looks like it's a lady. And her first question is, um, after, uh, great afternoon, sir. Had a question about going through a divorce. Soon we have one rental home. What options do I have to protect it, or should I just sell it? I had to have more information that's, you know, you ask a question like that, but you have to understand as a consultant, that means nothing. 
She may or may not have the right to sell it or whatever. It's just, that's just not enough information. So I email her back and say, do you own it together or is it separate property? What state do you live in? Because that's all relevant. She sends me back. We live in Texas and she's on the deed, but not the loan. That's interesting. So maybe that's a guy's name. Okay. Yes, it is. So it's a guy speaking to me. Yeah, we live in Texas and she's on the deed, but not on the loan. My answer back, okay, you're going to have to have your attorney work it out between you because it sounds like she has some ownership rights to this property. The cleanest thing to do is to sell it and sever the relationship. So what can be learned by this little deal right here? Number one, major destruction of family wealth are divorces. There's nothing even comes close. You know, divorce is going to split your net worth in half after it loses about 10 or 20% of it in a lawsuit. So the only people that win in a divorce are the attorneys, right? Um, you say, well, how could you ever know that you're, you're going to get divorced? I've been divorced uh, twice, and um, it's a situation where when you go into a relationship, you either take the time to figure it out and measure all the factors, or you don't. I would be willing to tell you that the red flags that come up in relationships are massive. And massive, 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 but we neglect to see them. We don't want to see them. We want everything to be okay. And so there's decisions made, and we talked about decisions, right? And so if you're not married right now, you need to listen to this carefully, but if you are married, it's too late. You have decisions, right? So what do you do to solve that? Well, number one, if you were smart enough to take some relationship classes, really study, and or listen to your red flags that come up, you probably wouldn't get into a relationship that would end up being the destruction of your life. Having said that, though, I would be have enough empathy to understand that maybe when you got married at 20 years of age, you were one kind of person, and by the time you were 40 or 50, you were a different person. Both of you were part of you, one of you, or whatever. So I understand that there's changes, people change in life, and so things have to separate. So how do you solve that problem? Well, I believe in something that most people don't believe in, and that is I believe in the island theory. And the island theory is uh, I live on an island that is my personal wealth, that is my personal um, net worth of my life's efforts out of my life. Now, if you go and you marry somebody, you need to protect the island. The theory is you can come on my island and you can enjoy everything on my island, but you can't leave my island and take everything off my island with you. You didn't put it on the island, you can't take it off. And so if a person that had wealth before the other per marries somebody that doesn't have wealth, there needs to be a prenuptial that just says the person that doesn't have any wealth can't take the wealth with them when they leave because they didn't deserve it. They don't, didn't produce it, right? Now you get into a different situation where two people have wealth. In that case, what you have is two islands. And what you're saying is we are going to own my island, we're going to own your island, and then we're going to own a boat. And we're going to live on the boat between the two islands. And we're going to bring a little bit of the money off my island, a little bit of the money off your island. Or maybe you have more money than I do. We're going to take all the money off your island to live on. But we live on this boat. And so if we do break up, what happens is we split the boat. Because that's the only community property we have. We split the boat. 
But the rest of it, I go back to my island, you go back to your island, and never do we leave disgruntled, right? Pretty powerful theory. Now you have the third problem, and that is, what if you agree to change things, right? Well, then this prenuptial gets turned into what we call the postnuptial. You renegotiate your financial situation, you change the agreements, and you agree to go forward with new rearranged agreements. But to do that, both parties have to be willing to do it and sign off on it. So things do change now and then. And so you can do this new agreement, which is basically saying like, okay, we're living on this boat. I think we should get a new boat, right? And the other person goes, I don't really want a new boat. And say, but I can't stand this boat anymore. If we don't get a new boat, I'm going to get divorced. And you go, well, then get divorced, you blankety blank blank. And then they calm down a little bit and they say, all I wanted was a new boat. And the other person says, all you want is for me to take money off of my island to buy us a new boat. You want more of what I already have. And now you have to negotiate for it. And as you negotiate for it, it comes down to one person may say, nope, we're going to break up because you want to change our original agreement. We had an agreement, a handshake, a contract, and now you want to change it, which is immoral, unethical to do. Or the person can go, you know what? I really love you so much. I really want to be with you so much. I will allow you to renegotiate and we'll go buy a new boat. Boom. What does a new boat designate? A new set of agreements. And that's how I see it. And so then if you got a new boat, then you're living on a new boat together under a new set of agreements. There it is. New life. Boom. Right? Now, Let's talk about the fourth possibility, which is the saddest. And that is, you didn't think about any of that when you got married. You were so in love, you thought nothing would ever change and everything would be great. And now you've been together for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and everything you have is community property or there without. Remember, if you inherit something, it's not community property unless you use community property to maintain it. So if your dad gave you a house, it would be your house, unless you took the spouse's income to go in and make re improvements and renovate it and maintain it and so forth. Now the spouse has equitable interest in your house, right? So that becomes very complicated. But I'm going to take you to the uncomplicating factor of it all, and that is this. If you ever get to the point where you are willing to give up that which you call your marriage, remember, people fight all the time. Marriages have stress and struggle all the time. If yours gets to the point where you cannot stand it anymore, you can't reconcile anymore, and you have to get a divorce, then that means you should not have anything in common with each other, and you need to go your separate way. So in answer to the question of this email, what should she do? Sell the house. Get out from under it. Get away from this relationship completely. Don't own something together. Don't fight over what you're going to do with it. I've seen this in the past. Do not get into a situation where one person that hates the other person has to ask the other person for the permission to do anything they want to do in life. Your life is screwed. Your life is ruined. It's over. Sell the house. I hope that's clear. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're doing uh, mailbag uh, emails and uh, discussing what we can learn from each of these situations people find themselves in because that's really what we're talking about is situations more than direct answers. There's a thousand different answers to every question. Some are more effective than others. Some are just flat ineffective. Some are dangerous. But the bottom line is you got to look at the whole picture before you make decisions. And that's what I'm trying to bring across yesterday and today is how complicated some of these things are and how you need to look at the peripheral information before you make a decision that could change your life. Uh, this next one reads, uh, looking for guidance on the passive, looking to get back in the game after the COVID-19 scare. When should I seriously consider getting back into the passive deals? Give me a time frame, okay? So um, you can get into the passive deals anytime. The key is to read the prospectus, look at the deal, and understand if the deal does what you want to do. I had a lead talk to me this morning, in fact. He's saying, I don't understand why people aren't flocking to my deal. And he says, well, um, you know, I'm telling them the truth of my PPM. And I said, okay, show me what you're telling them. And I said, okay, that's realistic. And he said, well, why aren't they flocking there? And, and he said, because don't they understand? Don't they understand what? See, in his mind, they don't understand. He knows everything, and they don't know anything. And what was he really discussing? He's discussing the concept that there's some point down the line, these things appreciate enough to refinance out some part or all of the money that the partners invested into the deal. His assumption is, is that if he tells people that it's a yield play, which is uh, that meaning we're only in this for the yield, what the payout is, which is, you know, in his thing, it's somewhere between 5% to 7% payout, which is really a good payout when you consider right now my savings accounts are earning less than 1% in most cases, uh, gone down from 2.5%. Now, when interest savings accounts get 25 you'd want to get 7 or 8 or 10 out of a real estate deal, but if it, savings accounts are down to less than 1, then 5 to 7 is pretty good. So that part of his offer is not bad. The point that they're making is at some point down the line, right, if you do nothing but the natural progression of holding on to a piece of real estate, raising the rents as the, you know, the normal process would take 
and move on. And, you know, I own a property right now where it's a Class A apartment complex that the rents were in some cases able to be moved up. But in some cases, we had to lower some of our rents because the units weren't moving. So the the net, net, net effect of that is that we don't have any rent growth. And so he would be looking at that on his one of his properties or more of his properties and saying, okay, I don't see any rent growth right now, so I can't promise any rent growth. Um, yet at the same time, because we controlled the expenses and did some other things and fixed some things and did some other arrangements, we were able to lower the cost such that we increased our profitability. Uh, and as weird as it sounds, increased it quite a bit, somewhere between 30 and 50% uh, from when we took it over. So you look at that and you go, well, at some point then there would be some opportunity to refinance. Well, in my case, there isn't because the loan has a prepayment penalty that will not allow you to refinance without a hefty, hefty penalty that would make the refinance non-negotiable. And my interest rate is something like 4%, which was great until two weeks ago when interest rates dropped to 2.3%. I saw one the other day when I was on the radio, guy emailed me, 2.3%. Holy smokes, 3% on almost any loan, 3.5% on bad situation. And I'm thinking, wow, I'd like to refinance, but I can't. So his problem mentally is that he thinks people are too stupid to understand that there is no such thing as those kinds of refinances right now. His real problem is his own arrogance to believe that because he's not doing it, nobody else is doing it, and yet I know there are people that are doing it. His thoughts? Other people are just lying about it. They're telling people what they want to hear, and it's not really happening. Well, I haven't seen that to be the case. Yeah, I'm sure there's sometimes that's the case, but I'm not saying that because there are some people doing it, right? Email goes on. It says, also looking to become a real estate professional and enjoy more tax breaks. Well, to be a real estate professional, which you will enjoy massive, massive more tax breaks than being a passive investor, means that you have to own and operate a piece of real estate and spend at least 750 hours a year doing that and be able to document that you do and not have another full-time job that you live off of. In other words, it has to be a profession of operating. The only way you can get there is to go buy a large number of single-family houses or an apartment complex. You have to be able to show that it is enough time involved. And there's very little time involved in this stuff, to be honest with you, unless you're doing it full-time, which means what? It means I get up every day and I look at projects, I go out and investigate projects, I put offers on projects, I get turned down, I get accepted, I do due diligence, I buy them, I close them, I rehab them, I put tenants in, and then I deal with the tenants. Now it's a full-time scenario type thing if you're doing it. If you go buy one rent house, put a tenant in, forget about it, it's not. If you become a passive investor and you put buy into something, you're not putting any time in at all. So you have to be an independent owner to be able to get that. I uh, said, should I get a property on my own as an IRO uh, or just wait for better family deals or get single family deals? Okay. And we go back to the discussion Lynn and I had last week on Friday, and that is if you were to ask me what the best investments are, I would say an apartment complex. Everything you need to do is in one place. 
You can hire a manager on site to take care of it. You don't have to go over there every day. But yet, you're in essence an owner-operator. You are the person running the thing. Your brain and your cell phone are on 12 hours a day, 10 hours a day, whatever it is you've got your cell phone on. And if somebody needs something, they can give you a call and you can make a decision. And so you're the manager. You're not the manager. You're the operating partner of the business. And so you can become a real estate professional. Why do I like being a real estate professional? Number one, when you're a passive, you're giving up some of the profit to the lead. So you're giving up some of your leverage. Number two, you're giving up a very larger portion of the depreciation and the tax benefits. Number three, even if you get even tax benefits with the lead, you can't use them all because you're not a real estate professional. Now, like me being a real estate professional on one end and then owning some passive deals, those tax write-offs that I get from those passive deals, I can use them all because I just add them in with what I got from being a real estate professional on my own properties that I own, right? So these kinds of things all add up to the fact that you really need to understand the difference between single family, multifamily ownership and the tax consequences and the profitability consequences of those and passive investing and or being a lead investor. Again, massive amounts of information that you should be totally, totally understanding of before you go out and make a decision on what you're going to do. In this particular person's case, I said, I think you should become an IRO. He wrote me back. He said, you know, I get it. That's what Lifestyles is really all about. And that's true. Lifestyles was started 30 years ago by myself to help people own their own real estate. The syndications grew out of the fact that there were people willing to do a lot of work to earn a lot of money, and there were people that were willing to give their money and not earn as much to let somebody else do all the work. That was a supply and demand situation that created itself, right? I didn't create the idea that everybody should get into a syndication. I believe everybody should own their own real estate. But I'm just one person with one person's opinion. And so as you get out there and you start to decide what you want to do, many, many people found it very easy just to step in and become a passive investor in a syndication. Not a problem unless you do it outside of lifestyles and you've got some syndicators taking advantage of you, which happens an abundantly high number of times. I mean, massively high number of times syndicators that don't follow the white paper rules, which are the lifestyles rules, which nobody does except people that are lead investors, certified lead investors in lifestyle who sign and guarantee that they will follow the rules, will put their deals together in a way that's fair for the passives. Why? Because if you were gonna set up the deal and your attorney was working for you to set up the deal, you and your attorney are going to set the deal up to be beneficial to who? Pretty obvious question to you and the syndicator, to the owner of the syndicator and the attorney of the syndicator are all gonna be working for the syndicator. So who's working for you as a passive? Nobody, and that's the difference here at Lifestyles, the white paper, the rules, the agreement, the social compact, to not take advantage of the passives is what's working for you at Lifestyles Unlimited. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show.
Dell Wamsley explains how he found that speck of light that got him into the lifestyle. I had a guy who used to come into the health club every day and work out for four hours a day, sit in the jacuzzi, swim, play racquetball, was happy, looked great, tan all the time. And one day I just asked him, what do you do for a living? And he said, Dell, I own real estate. Well, do you own real estate? Register for our live online free workshop and find out how you can get all the things you want out of life with passive income. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Brought to you by Lifestyles Unlimited. Del Wamsley talks about understanding the system. Guy told me the other day on the radio, he says, you know, I understand the system. They let the stock market go up to feed our ego to think we're getting somewhere, and then they crash it on us and take it all away. So now we're stuck. He says, I've lived through two of those cycles, so he started investing in real estate to get away from the cycle. Are you ready to break the cycle? Start investing in real estate today. Find out how. Join Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're doing emails talking about decisions that should be made and uh, the surrounding facts around the decision to be made. The next email comes from a young gentleman who says, I'm 23 out of college with a stable job. Congratulations, good job. I have around 25K saved up for investing. Excellent job, you're in excellent position. I have attended the two hour seminar and few of the two day seminars. All right, so you're educated. Now you're educated and motivated. I'm ready to start the actual investing, but how much more capital, if any, should I attain to buy the challenge program and actually start the journey? Now, this is one of those questions that a person could answer in a dubious way or in a very unfair, unethical way, uh, or they could go and be a crybaby liberal and answer it completely the other way. And what do I mean by that? Well, one argument would be, the crybaby liberal, uh, would be that if you give me your $7,000 to be a challenge member, which is where you buy for consulting. Of that $25,000, you have eaten into um, what's left over from that, 10 from 25, 15, 3, 18, got $18,000. So could he go and buy a real estate deal? And the answer and the argument could be made from the conservative or from an investor's point of view that by paying the $7,000, he gets help to make sure he doesn't make a mistake on the first deal and he gets someone to locate a good deal for him. The deal might even be good enough. If you remember the email yesterday where a guy said, I put down $10,000, I'm doing a deal right now that I'm putting down $10,000 and I'm making a $40,000 instant equity capture, meaning, hmm, this guy paid $7,000 to fall into a deal that makes him forty grand day one. He's able to get in with 10,000 left over from the fact that he had 25, he paid seven to get in for the help, right? Uh, 
And you could look at that and go, hmm, that's a very wise thing to do. Or you could look at it from the other point of view, right? And say, okay, I'm gonna, no, I'm sorry, I told that the liberal point of view, that's a more conservative point of view. Let's go to the liberal point of view. The liberal point of view is everybody in this world is trying to screw you that isn't the government. And so if you get this person to give you $7,000, Dell, then you've taken some 30% of his investable capital. And you know as well as I do, Dell, you can't buy a house out there for less than 25000 bucks. It's impossible. Think about it this way, Dell. If you know anything about real estate, because I'm a real estate agent, broker, lender, whatever, you know that the average median house is $280,000 out there right now, $280,000 at 25% down. Uh, or minimum 20% down, 280,000 would be 28, 28 is 56,000. So he doesn't even with $50,000 have enough to invest, let alone 25. So why would you even tell this person that he should do anything and even get started right now? Okay, I get that. That's your liberal leftist crybaby, take care of the world person over here saying don't do anything. Which one's right? Uh, in some cases, both of them are right. Which one's more effective? Uh, the more effective choice here, and there's actually two effective choices, is to one, not join for the help, upgrade to get the help, and go out and do it on your own. But be very, very careful refer back to all the education you got in the two-day classes, go back online and read all the supplementary information that was available to you, walk through it very carefully, find a real estate agent that you really trust, uh, find inspectors you really trust, uh, find rehab people you really trust, and work through the process yourself at a rate that is comfortable to you that you understand and come out the other end. Probably not with as good a deal as you would have found if we would have found it for you, but good enough to get into the business. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that approach. I really don't. And I tell people a lot of times, you have that, you have that choice. Now, let's go to the other side of the ledger. What if the guy or gal says, I'm scared to death, I can't do it, I know I'm gonna mess it up, everything I've ever tried before in my life I've messed up, and I know if I go out there and try to buy a house, someone's gonna take advantage of me, I'm gonna pay too much, I'm not gonna understand the rehab process, I'm gonna get burnt, the inspection's not gonna mean anything to me, and I'm gonna just blow a lot of money and then back out of the deal because I'm scared, or I'm gonna get into it and get killed. And you know, it's worth 7,000 bucks not to lose my 25,000 bucks on the first deal I do. So if I'm all in for 25,000 either way, I'd rather be all in with a great deal and knowing that somebody walked me through it every inch of the way. Is there anything wrong with that argument? Not at all, unless the people that you're signing up with are unscrupulous or don't know what they're doing, which happens out there. So you will have people that have made that logical thought, gone to a bad place, and got burnt. So what's my answer to him? I gave him both answers. And I just gave him both answers again right now. So what would I do if I were him? Well, he's already been a member, so he knows who we are, what we are. He's already done his research. He can research even further and go out there and talk to our members over and over again Andrew just realized we've been doing this for 30 years. You would think after 30 years of doing this, that if we were like the Dave Dodato, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, Milder, Ron Grant, Carl Sheets, Robert Kiyosaki, and Donald Trump courses, which are all gone, that we'd be gone too. Because some reason, somehow, some way, those courses go away. And you have to ask, why? 
Sometimes it's because they're so bad they don't perpetuate themselves. Sometimes their prices are unfair, that what they do is okay, but it's not worth what they charge. And sometimes they get shut down by government agencies and or lawsuited out of business. All those occur. We've been here 30 years. We're suspect and subject to all of that stress and strain on any business that tries to help people make life-altering decisions. Look us up, research us, go on the web, look for complaints. Then you can come back and make one of those two decisions that fits your personality and your needs. Because either one, I'm a winner. If you end up with a deal, either way, that changes your life, the next time I ask you to speak for us, I'm a winner. You're a winner. We're both a winner. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.